Welcome to GenCast, a sponsored podcast series brought to you by Genetic Engineering and Biotechnology News. I'm your host, Jeff Bukaliskis. Going viral. It's a phrase we often hear these days in our social media-obsessed society, and it's most commonly used when referring to digital achievements. However, if you're a biopharma company, one of the last things you want to hear about is viral success. In their world, viral safety is the mantra. This encompasses the entire aspect of production, from upstream processes such as cell culturing to downstream components like purification and vialing of the drug product, all of which are key to making sure that biopharmaceuticals are safe for human use. Viral safety assurance is complicated, and there's no single viral safety solution that works for every process. Biomanufacturers use different raw materials, diverse cell lines, and varied steps to produce these therapeutic compounds. Figuring out what technologies to use and exactly when and how to use them to assure viral safety can be time-consuming for process development teams. This is where the M-Lab collaboration centers from Millipore Sigma step into frame, exchanging knowledge and best practices with biomanufacturers to find the right approach to viral risk mitigation within the framework of the process template. I sat down recently with a few M-Lab members of the viral safety team to chat about creative solutions they could provide to make your biotherapeutic go unviral. Let's listen in. Why don't we meet our panelists for today's discussion? Thank you. My name is Claire Scanlon. I'm a process development scientist based in the Washington, D.C. area, and I am in the technology management group. Hi, this is Svajana Tomiskrivich. I am a process development scientist manager located in Germany within the technology management group. This is Bart Christian. I'm a process development scientist located in Houston, Texas. I work with the process development group and support our customers in the central United States. Hi, my name is Greg Boyda. I am an engineer with the Manufacturing Sciences Technology Group based in Burlington, Massachusetts, and we support troubleshooting, scalping, and implementation for the North America region. All right, great. Thanks, guys. Welcome, everyone, to our discussion today. Let's get into the first question and have a really good discussion. So one of the questions we have is that viral safety is a common concern for customers visiting the MLab collaboration centers worldwide. What are some of the common challenges that customers are bringing into experts at the MLabs? This is Claire. We recently had a customer that had acquired a licensed product from another company. And in that process was one of our older virus filtration technologies, Virazolve NFP, normal flow parvovirus filtration. And they approached us wondering if it would be a benefit to them to change to our newer product, Virazolve Pro. So we had initial discussions with this customer. They were within my region in the United States, and they were still kind of on the fence as to the benefits of it. They visited the M-Lab up in Billerica at the time, and Greg Voida and his associates were able to discuss in person the benefits to changing to our newer product. And this in-person and face-to-face discussion then led to on-site testing, which then did lead them to switch. But without that M-Lab in-person visit, it would have been difficult for them to really see the value to switching, especially without having that tangible way to then see the product, see how it's used, and to really discuss at length with our engineers the benefit to switching. Yeah, this is a good case of us where we're able to bring customers in who wanted to learn more and have a more in-depth discussion about one of our products. And 
through that discussion, gain more information and get hands-on experience and ultimately lead to them implementing with us. And the MLAB, because you're there with the equipment, you can get hands-on and that leads to more questions than can generally be prompted just through a phone discussion. Bart, did you want to weigh in on this question at all? Our process development group deals with antibodies. In addition to that, we also try to support new therapies and customers with kind of new applications. And one quickly growing group is gene therapy space and more specifically the viral vector producers. Recently, one of our customers approached us with a problem of removing larger contaminating viruses from viral vector products. And together with our MLAB group, we were able to discuss the potential implementation of our NFR membranes into their process. That led to plans for future validation studies and hopefully us actually winning that business. So besides the customers' on-site visits supporting process development and scale-up, as mentioned by Claire and Bert, and hands-on training in the AM collaboration centers, as Greg has just mentioned, Customers actually also reach out to us regarding virus clearance validation. And this study is actually required to demonstrate the virus removal capability of the filter being evaluated by using a valid scale-down model. This type of support appears across the globe, but I would say with a higher percentage in U.S. and Asia. However, our customers worldwide are really thankful for this additional level of support that our engineers and scientists provide. So Jeff, as you can hear, we work together with our customers from the first to the last step in virus filtration unit operation. That's great. And so that leads me to my next question. What kind of work are the technical teams doing in the MLAB collaboration centers and beyond to address these viral safety challenges? So I would like to preface this by saying that viral safety is a large issue and doesn't just involve the viral filtration step, but almost all processes use viral filtration because of its ability to robustly remove viruses using size exclusion as the mechanism, which is unique to the downstream purification process. So when people come to us with viral filtration questions, they're usually worried about, is this going to fit into my manufacturing facility? What type of chemicals or additional sanitization or validation do I need around these filters to make sure that they're removing the virus that we're claiming they are when we do the viral clearance study? So there's a lot of questions about how do we write a batch record to best address these problems and how do we implement without running into additional issues? So we bring people in and we'll do hands-on work where we're basically going to mimic their process as best we can and expose them to what type of issues they will be seeing at the manufacturing scale. Yeah, and this is a very good point that Grant brings up because in the example that we were faced with with a customer who is interested in changing from an older virus filtration product to a newer one, especially in a license process, it's not just doing the bench work. They have to revalidate the process. So with virus filtration, as Greg mentioned, you have to validate to a certain capacity and shows that it does remove those viruses in order to then be put into the process. So with this particular customer, there was a lot of discussion done at the MLAB as to what that would entail. And it was important to have those discussions up front before we then did a lot of bench work on site at the customer to show the benefits on the bench, 
but then to actually then show invalidation, which we will then support in order to put that into the process. So it's not just straight capacity with your product. It's also with a particular panel of viruses that you do have to do, and this can be cumbersome, especially when you're dealing with a licensed product. But we were able to overcome those challenges with this and we have with other customers in the past through our support both on-site and with Greg's group and with the MLab presence. Maybe I can also add a comment that has been already mentioned. We do perform virus clearance studies for the customers at customer side or at spiking studies. We also support our customers remotely on virus clearance as well. So this remote support involves best practice based on our virus filtration knowledge and very long experience on VPRO and NFP and various pre-filters. We also go with the customer through the validation study plans that customers design with the spiking labs. But I would also say at the end that I think we more often support customers by actually performing the virus clearance studies at spiking labs than the remote support. Yeah, and we focus so much on the viral filtration studies because it's a bit of a pain point. Usually people have PD groups and manufacturing groups, but this validation sort of falls in between. And there's additional hurdles and differences between how you would run a PD study versus a validation study. And it's shown to be important for us to be hands-on and give our best practices and advice over the phone, but more importantly, in person. I just want to kind of expand on Greg's answer. I think in my opinion and my experience, the MLAB team was really crucial in developing this discussion with the customers about around new applications of our products in the space of gene therapy, and more precisely, the details of implementation and the validation strategy. That's something that's still evolving, but more specifically, when small volumes of the gene therapy product are involved, implementation becomes very tricky due to large holdup losses. In addition to that, validation of the gene therapy products is also kind of an evolving field that the AMLAB is really kind of thought leaders in that area as well. So that definitely helps the customer and drives the implementation of our products. Yeah, and we were just in the lab with the gene therapy customer spiking virus with their feed a few weeks ago, and it was successful. So it's exciting to get involved in these emerging applications. Great. Thanks, guys. Great answer. I think the last question I have is, you know, how are the experts at the MLab Collaboration Center worldwide working together to stay ahead of the viral safety trends? Maybe I can start answering this question. So as you could hear already that Claire and Bert have worked together with Greg and this project was smoothly transferred from PD to implementation in US area. And this is an example for cross-functional networking, but we also very often have cross-continental projects that bring us already together on the same, let's call it global discussion table. So this has the advantage that gain scientific knowledge in one project performed, let's say elsewhere, is then automatically shared with the scientists in another country. And besides this individual support teams, PDS and AMSET in each region, we also have a dedicated worldwide team within PDS and AMSET with expertise in viral safety. And the aim of this group is to increase the expertise in viral safety and market topics worldwide. Basically, from each region or area, 
we have one representative in the team. And in regular meetings, we share our know-how, we develop best practices, we identify technical needs and gaps, and share all these technical trends and know-how with the others. And also, sometimes we actually perform virus clearance studies for the colleagues from another continent as well. So I think this is a very good example that you already heard, and also this, let's call it, focal point team that we have in our company. I agree. Having a focal point, and as Slatiana said, for each technology really helps, and it's a global team, as she mentioned. And also, a lot of these examples today are focused on the M-Lab that we have in North America, but we have M-Labs globally as well. So I know that in addition to the focal point and the MSAT teams, they go globally to train. So when a new M-Lab opens, there's generally a good intro and training on each of these technologies. And that does stem from a lot of the experience that you have on this global focal point team. So to make sure everybody's on the same page, everybody's been trained accordingly. So we do regular technology updates and training globally at each of these M-Lab sites. And so I think that just shows great cohesion across the company itself. We also host virus users groups periodically that build the network of virus users and expertise within our customers. So it's not just our global network of engineers and scientists that are experts. We're also trying to make a network of customers become experts as well. Oh, that's a good point, Greg. And that's really a forum where both customers and ourselves get together and share best practices. So we're learning from them and they're learning from us. So yeah, that's a very good point. That's a great forum as well. All right, guys, that's all the questions I have. So thanks very much for participating. Thanks for listening to GenCast. For genetic engineering and biotechnology news, I'm Jeff Pogaliskis.